0: You are not your past money mistakes. And in order for you to move from where you are to where you want to be, you have to remember the shit that happened in the past It's the past. It happened. But what you can do from today forward can change the rest of your life. This is the personal finance made simple podcast and here we believe that everyone can take control of their money But personal finance should not be and it is not complicated and you deserve to live without money stress I am your host your financial coach your money coach dan roman Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you once again for tuning in to the podcast to the show I greatly appreciate it if you haven't slowed down for a moment and reviewed and subscribed to this podcast please do so and also be sure to share your favorite podcast with your friend with your neighbor your coworker, your aunt your uncle your cousin whomever you think will need the information that we're talking about share this podcast with them so that they can gain what you're gaining from this in the show notes of this podcast episode you'll find all my social accounts as well as my email address if you have a question email it to me give me as much information as you're comfortable sharing and i will love to answer it This message is from Jay, and Jay says, Dan, I've been listening to your podcast for some time, following you on social media, and I want to thank you for all of your tips and advice that you've given. Jay, thank you. I appreciate that. However, I have not followed some of your advice and recommendations, and today I wish I had. I have a car loan that I can't afford. I knew I couldn't afford it when I got it, but I figured I can out earn my own stupidity, to use your own words. Jay, you're right, I have said that. (laughs) I figured I could out-earn my own stupidity, to use your own words, and I could make enough money or increase my income enough to cover the car loan. However, regardless of how much I'm able to increase my income and reduce my other expenses, my car loan is still too much to handle every single month. I've only had the car for about a year, and I have five years left on my loan. What do you recommend I do? Jay, when it comes to cars for some reason we are super emotional we it's like the car is a part of the family and the reason is because a car for many of us identifies or creates an identity that we like we all like nice cars we like to be driven in nice cars when we see a nice car we stop what we're doing and we look at the car that we think is a nice car the car does not define you. And your past mistakes don't don't define you. And until you can realize that, you won't be able to move forward. So you made this car choice. You made the, the decision to purchase a car on payments because you liked the car. Regardless of you not following any recommendations I had or not, that's that's fine. The reason is, is because everybody listening, it's your money, it's your life. All I'm trying to do, me, Dan, Personal Finance Made Simple, Roman Solutions, the brand I created, the people that I help, my, the clients that hire me to help them individually, privately, one-on-one, my role is to help either A, clean up a mess that you have created and you want help, B, help you avoid mistakes by teaching you the ins, the outs, and the fine print of what's going on so that you can make better decisions and avoid some of the shit that I did or that other people do. Now, Jet, you already made the car choice. You've had it for about a year. You got four or five years left on the loan. Okay. First things first. I don't have a number on the car loan but if you cannot afford it and you have tried increasing your income and reducing your other expenses the first thing i want to tell you is if you like the car you're not trying hard enough i don't know what you're doing because you didn't say so but unless you're working more hours or picking up more hours or doing something else on the side then you're not trying hard enough. Now, you're not required to do any of that. You're not required to have a full-time job and a part-time job and deliver for DoorDash, Grubhub, and Uber Eats. You don't have to do all those things. But sometimes, for a period of time in your life, the fancy word, not the fancy word, the popular word is season. For a certain season in your life, you should work a full-time job and deliver every hour you're not working. Now, I don't know if you have a family or a spouse or a partner, kids, and things of that nature, so that's going to dramatically impact what happens here, but I think, I could be wrong, I think if you were married and with children, you would have said that in your message because you alluded to not being able to afford the car payment, you worked the budget, you've increased your income, you've tried to cut your expenses. It's been you, me, or your throughout your questioning. So I'm assuming you're single or not married, you might be dating someone, but I'm assuming you're not married, you don't have any children. My question to you is, again, do you like the car? Do you like the car enough to keep it and to sacrifice for a year and a half to two years to work more and to pay down this car faster? If you don't want to pay down this car faster, if you do not like the car, if you don't want to sacrifice for the next year or two, which is you, you can decide, option two would be to sell it. Our, the used car market today is crazy. You can get a lot of money for your used vehicle even though you owe money on it today than any other time in history. In other parts, in other situations in parts of the country, used cars are selling at higher price than new cars. So the first thing you want to do, Jay, is you want to look up the Kelly Blue Book value of your vehicle, private sale. Not trade-in, private sale. Meaning you can slap a for sale sign on it. You get it at Walmart for less than a dollar. Somebody can pull up to the car, look at it, and offer you cash. Now, I don't know what you owe on this vehicle, but let's just spit out some numbers. Let's say your vehicle is worth $15,000. Let's say you owe $12,000. That means that at the end of this transaction, you are left with $3,000 and you also remove the car loan from your name because you sold the vehicle. And you get to keep the $3,000 to buy yourself a a, a different car. It, It sounds simple, but it's not that simple because you're selling a car that has a lender attached to it a bank a bank has a vested interest to ensure that this vehicle loan gets paid off so you can sell this vehicle on the street find out what the kelly blue book private sale value is of the vehicle go to kbb.com you'll see the link in the show notes of this podcast you put in all of your vehicle information and that's going to give you a rough idea of what the value today in cash is for your vehicle. Another thing you could do is you could look at some of these online car dealerships like Carvana and CarMax because they will buy the car for you. Keep in mind that if you go to Carvana or if you go to CarMax, they're gonna offer you wholesale price because they're gonna sell it at retail. So if the car is worth 15, they might offer you 10, Or less because they're trying to make a profit on it so you have to be mindful of that so if you educate yourself on this process you can be more prepared to handle negotiations with a CarMax or even a Carvana because you know what's going on another another great website to check is Edmunds.com you'll find that link in the show notes of this podcast but find the value of the vehicle and set your price private sale based on what you could get on it from the street and you can shop around with other dealerships. Dealerships are looking for cars. And if your car is one that is a hot commodity, people want to drive it. If it's a Honda, a Toyota, a Nissan, a Acura, right? These, these higher, higher end models. It could be a, if it's a pickup, a Jeep, um, Honda CRVs are high in demand, minivans are high in demand for families, whatever your vehicle might be based on its popularity. That's gonna help you decide where you are in the pricing. Now, if you want more guidance on this, please send me a private message because we can schedule some time, we schedule a call for me to review all of this for you. But I'm trying to outline it in a very practical, simple way. So once you find the car's value on kbb.com and you clean up the car real good, give it a car wash, vacuum it, change the oil, right? Make sure the brakes and things are in working order. You might have to put a few dollars into maintenance if you haven't done so in a while because someone is going to come test drive the vehicle and you want to make sure that they have no concerns, okay? So let's say you put in a few hundred bucks in maintenance and repairs, you clean the car, you slap a for sale uh, sign on it. Next is you have to be honest with the individual purchasing your vehicle. If someone is interested, And they want to schedule a test drive and to come look at the vehicle you simply just tell them hey i still owe money to the bank on this car so if you are interested in this vehicle um, what i'm going to have to do is i don't have title for this vehicle because the bank technically still owns it so once you provide funds to me once you provide me with the money to sell the vehicle i can have the title sent to you it's important to be transparent because some people may not like the fact that they have to uh, work with a bank um to get their title, but really and I've done this before if you're honest and transparent and you tell them, "Hey, bank owns this vehicle. Um I owe 12,000 on it. I'm selling it for 12 grand." 15 grand they don't you know they don't have to know how much you owe that's a personal matter and also the bank won't tell them the idea here is you want to sell the car for fair market value what it can sell for today and hopefully it can sell for more than what the loan is left to pay because then it leaves you with some money to buy a vehicle. The potential buyer does not need to know that you're hoping to buy a vehicle with anything extra because once you tell them, I owe $12,000 on this vehicle, but I'm selling it to you for 15 they're not going to want to pay anything more than twelve. dollars So it's a strategic approach to take when selling your vehicle. Do not mention how much you owe. If they ask, you could say, I'm hoping to break even on this deal, meaning I'm hoping that when you give me money, it's enough to cover the loan. They don't have to know the amount. So if you go to KBB.com and see that your car is worth $15,000, you owe $12,000, that leaves you with $3,000 left over to buy a different car on the street. The potential buyer does not need to know that you owe twelve dollars The conversation should go like this because I've been in it. Hey Joe, let's say Joe's interested in buying the car. Joe, just so you know, man, I'm selling it for 15, but you know, I owe that money to the bank. So once the bank gets their money, I'll be sure that they expedite title to you with your name, with your address. Is that okay? Simple and plain. So what ends up happening is let's say Joe brings you a cashier's check, money order, uh, money order won't happen, but a bank check or cash and fifteen thousand dollars. Hopefully you have the ability to walk into a physical bank that, that, that um, is holding the lien on your vehicle, right? The, the bank owns the car, they have title. Hopefully you can just drive up to the to the bank, make a payment on the loan right then and there, and then offer, ask, push them to have an expedited title printed and released with the new owner's information. Simple and plain, and it's that simple. Most banks will work with you on that. I've done it before in the past. It's it's sounds easier than it is because some people again do not want to buy a vehicle where a bank owns it because it's still on payments. But the process is not difficult, and it doesn't mean you can't sell a car because some because the bank the bank owns it and you owe money to the bank. So what you would do at that point is. You know, at the point of sale when joe gives you the bank check or the cash as you fill out your bill of sale okay and you will have a conversation with joe joe might take the keys and leave the car joe might schedule for pickup of the vehicle um you can have joe take the vehicle and you'll have the bank send him the new title with 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 his name and address on it it's it's whatever you and the potential seller wants But come to an agreement. I recommend that once Joe gives you the cashier's check, the keyword is cashier's check because a bank check guarantees the funds are there, or cash, okay? Bank check or cash, it is okay, in my opinion, to give Joe the, the keys to the vehicle and have him drive away with the car, keeping in mind that you need Joe's information to fill out a proper bill of sale and to inform the bank on a title transfer from the bank that holds the loan of the car to Joe, the person buying it. And if you're dealing with an experienced buyer, more times than not, they'll walk you through this. But if you are confused in any way on this process, reach out to me privately. Let's schedule some time. You'll find my link in the show notes of this podcast. We can talk about it. But you can also just Go to youtube and type in how to sell a car i owe money on and my hope i haven't done it yet but my hope is you can find some some videos that will be helpful this process is simple you just have to stay determined on what the objective is the objective the objective is removing the car loan from your life and walking away with as much money as you can to buy yourself another vehicle with zero payments And this is not a matter of you not listening to my recommendation. This is more a matter of listening to the mistakes that I've made so you don't make them again. And that's the whole point of this podcast, Personal Finance Made Simple, where we talk about money mistakes and how to clean it up or how to avoid them, among other things we talk about here. So Jay, I hope this helps. Reach out to me privately. And for anyone curious as to how this process works, let me just slow it all down you have a car you no longer want because you have payment on it first things first is let's get the car clean let's get the car repaired and maintained to standards okay let's get a for sale sign from Walmart let's take some pictures let's put it on Facebook Marketplace let's put it on Craigslist let's put it on some of these car selling websites okay let's find out what the Kelly Blue Book value of this car is private sale Private sale is a is an option they give you on the website, because they'll also they'll also give you will give you trade in, and people confuse trade in with what they can get for the vehicle. Trade in is what the dealer will more like more than likely give you, in trade in value for a different vehicle. We're not looking for that. We're looking to remove the car and the car loan from our life. Find out what the private sale value is of your vehicle on kbb.com. You'll find the link in the show notes of this podcast. Enter all of your car's information in there, and it's gonna give you a range, low end, high end. For example, low end could be 10,000, high end could be 13,000, and then somewhere in the middle they'll give you what it's going for generally in your area. Use that to your discretion, it's not 100% accurate, but just know that you can get it from the low end to the high end. It's going to highlight it in green. It's safe to assume that you can sell your vehicle for anything, for any price in that green section that's highlighted. In the example that I'm using, you can sell it from ten dollars to $13,000. Now, my hope is that you selling the vehicle for whatever dollar amount you decide is more than the money you owe on the loan. Why? Because first and foremost, once you pay the bank off, you no longer have a car payment. Then, after the car payment, the car loan is removed because you paid it in full, you have some money left over in your hand to buy another vehicle. And that's important because you can't be carless for too long. Unless you live in a metro area that has a lot of public transportation, or you know you can live on public transportation for a while because your life is fairly predictable and there's not much going on. Fine, that's your choice, but you're gonna to want to get another vehicle. The hope is here that you have enough left over after you pay off the loan to buy yourself another vehicle. Now, when it comes time to dealing with a seller and the buy and the and uh, the bank, communication is key. Be honest. When someone is coming to see your vehicle and they're interested and they ask you something about the price, let's say you're selling it for ten grand, in my example, be sure to tell them that you owe the bank the money so the bank would have to send them title if they're okay with that then once they give you a bank check or cash you take that to um your bank you make the deposit right because the check will be cut out to you or the the cash will be given to you and i don't want you walking around with ten thousand dollars cash take it to your bank make a deposit if it's a check once it clears have a payment set up for the car loan, which whatever bank owns it, okay? If you have the ability to walk, physically walking into the branch to pay off your car loan, I recommend that because the payment will post faster. Car interest is accrued daily, so what you owe on a car today is different from what you owe on it yesterday is different from what you'll owe on it tomorrow. And also, you can request an expedited title so the bank will create a, a a clean title a title release from the bank who owns the debt right who owns the car and you own the debt to the new buyer and you ask them for an expedited because the person that just purchased the vehicle needs to present title to the Department of Motor Vehicle with a bill of sale to uh, register that vehicle and then as far as taking possession of the vehicle you can negotiate this any way possible. Technically speaking, a transaction should take place once someone gives you a check or once someone gives you cash. It's okay for um, you to let the buyer of the vehicle take the keys and take the vehicle. Um, Keep your license plates, remove them from the car. All of your personal belongings should be gone and be sure that you get the buyer's information detailed information name address phone number picture of their license so that when you present their information to the bank for a new title to be generated you don't make any mistakes the bank knows where the title is going and you also have some identification as to who purchased the vehicle in the event something were to come up I hope this helps I hope you found this helpful. If you are in a situation and you liked what you heard today, please let me know. Shoot me an email. Let me know on social. If you have any questions you want to ask related to this or anything else, personal finance related, I would love to hear from you and I would love to feature your question on the next, next podcast episode so that we can talk about it. And if you know anyone in, in this situation, if you know, if you have anyone you love and you want them to know what you've learned today, please share this with them. Share this with your neighbor your colleague, anyone you love, they'll thank you, and I'll thank you. Okay, episode is over. Please leave a review anywhere you listen to podcasts. The more you rate, the more you review. It's going to allow other people to see what we have going on, the community we're building, and the difference we're trying to make in personal finance. As a reminder, this podcast is no way a distribution of tax, legal, or investment advice the personal finance made simple podcast is for general education purposes only any and all information i provide is strictly for that reason i have i have and will continue to provide an educated opinion lastly i have not evaluated your financial snapshot portfolio or risk assessment as a reminder the status of your money is based on the decisions you make with it so why are you not taking your personal finances personal